3: R.
1: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio that
3: Yeah, you didn't know music. this was coming, did you? I didn't know the pole music was coming now. La da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> That's that sea walking, one throwing,
2: That's left right. pocket hanging, it's West that
3: Coast two West pros, riding. A yeah. cup of Joe Yes, sir. My man sticks.
4: Levar Arrington, yeah. Brady Quinn, Ted Jonas Knox is out today. He'll, we'll trying to get him back tomorrow. We'll try to get him back tomorrow. But uh, Levar, I, I yeah. got a problem, man. Uh oh. Cut because the music. Cut. Hold the y- horses. You know, sometimes where you like can empathize for someone. Yeah. I mean, uh, imagine winning a Super Bowl. Imagine being a head coach in the NFL for a long time. Okay and never having a losing season.
3: That's crazy.
4: Like, that's – like, I don't know that we talk about that enough, but that's like being underappreciated right now with one Mike Tomlin. And I think it's in part because the Steelers are currently a 500 team. They're currently at the bottom of the AFC North, but it's not like they're anywhere near out of it. In fact, they can climb right back into it. But he's frustrated and he's upset and, and let's just get to the sound, Lee. Let's get to the sound as to why he's so frustrated and upset right now.
1: Hey, guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? That'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay anybody else got any questions about any college jobs There's not a booster with a big enough blank check thank you anybody asking sean payton about that anybody asking andy reed about stuff like that uh, and well, what then. college what college
4: would you what do you think that is uh the deuces uh, that that's that's that usc Trojans. Yeah. okay yeah you know what a, a berto what's your favorite drop What's your favorite yeah. sound? Uh, yeah, that's that's basically what Mike Tomlin yeah. said. To uh. all, all those
3: USC alone, hey, the know, legends, the greats. They put hey, two fingers up, Brady. You yeah, know what I mean? You yeah. know what two fingers is. That's yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know just, when you go to the restroom, it's either yeah, one or right. two. Yeah. That's right. They say, what, horns down, I think, uh, oh, in
4: man. the Big 12 for yeah. Texas. Yeah. You know, they say yeah. horns down. So he basically just said, I'm out. I'm going to go take a deuce on these yes. rumors. Uh, first off, do you find it like a little disrespectful? I mean, because I know that report came out largely because Carson Palmer, who look may or may not be in the know on on what USC would like to happen with their next head coaching hire. But it seems like there's really not mutual interest. Maybe it's just one-sided. Like, this is starting to feel like that movie Swim Fan, uh, where you've got one side that's really into it, uh, and the other uh, side's uh, like, uh, no, that's
3: stalking. I, I need a restraining order. Right, right. Uh, listen, I, I don't know that it's intentional disrespect. I mean, it is disrespectful. I mean, who could recruit a coach from the Pittsburgh Steelers? like if you stop and think about that that's got to be the most arrogant s that you could ever throw out there as a college as a university like yeah we're looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach to bring in for our program like that's that's uh somebody needs a little bit of assisting in terms of how their their thought process works and, and the connection between uh fantasy and reality but uh, here's the thing right I totally get where where Mike Tomlin is coming from he's fighting to to gain some some sturdy solid ground with with this team and with this season he's got a lot to overcome uh to try to finish out the rest of the way well so to come at him with with kind of I mean even college coaches like guys like Frank get irritated when they're, they're you know kind of saddled with these questions of would you go or are you thinking of going and different things like right. that while right. this season is going on. So I don't know okay, that he would have – I don't think he would have felt disrespected as much if it wasn't in season. Uh,
4: that may be the case. Yeah, he, but but then he, he brought anything. up Sean Payton yeah. and Andy Reid, yep. two coaches who've each won a Super Bowl like Mike Tomlin, yep. two coaches who have been – Uber successful. I actually think like the 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 Super Bowl for Mike Tomlin for sure, or excuse me, for Andy Reid for sure puts him in the Hall of Fame. But he might have already had a case given his win loss record and all of that before that happened in Kansas City. But you know now it's a shoe in. Sean Payton shoe in. Like I, I think those guys will go into the Hall of Fame, as will Mike Tomlin, who's coached for 14 years in the NFL and it's never had a losing season. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. I mean, and to your point of going after a Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, and Tom kind of said, hey, this is a great job, one of the best in in all pro sport. It's been 50 years, and the Steelers have had Three. three head coaches. Yeah. Three head coaches. Yeah. Why in the world would anyone contemplate going to a lower level of what you do to have to recruit, which is almost like a second job,
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and leave third.
4: that situation.
3: <laughs> second and third job, right?
5: <laughs> I just and was all like, the rules, wow, right?
3: Really? You got all them rules governing that that recruitment. So it's like all of this this minutia that you have to sift through to try to be able to create that you know that that way of doing things, the proper protocol. But again. I, and 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 here's the here's the thousand pound gorilla in the room, right? They're white, like let's just call it what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, I was I was gonna ask. You I, that know you because, are. I know you were. Yeah. I know you were. So let's 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 address it. Like he mentioned two white coaches, and I'm sitting here. So let's 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 you know let's let's broach it. Like let's not dance around it. He's basically no, saying, if if why are you not approaching white coaches? to, to say this and, and I don't want to turn it into a race thing, but that's what it was. Cause
4: I don't think the question had any racial intent when it was asked now. I, but, but again, what I can't tell you as a white guy is whether or not he felt like it was or whether his response,
3: you know, tapped into that. You would obviously have the perspective. Well, to do the, that. the funny thing is I wouldn't know how to, to, to answer it either because as a white guy, you be feeling different than the next white guy. As a black guy, you feel differently than the next black guy. So I don't. I'm not. I don't want to necessarily say that that's 100 percent what it was that he meant. But I'm gonna say like 99.99999 percent. That's what he meant. In other words, like why are you disrespecting my resume? Like I don't hear any other names popping up out there from teams that are winning Super Bowls or competing for Super Bowls right. or or strong organizations and franchises. You're not throwing those names out there, so why are you throwing mine out there? Like, what do I have to do to be qualified as someone that is looked at as this is the Pittsburgh – he is, he falls in the upper echelons of, of football royalty because he's coaching and has won – in one of the most storied franchises in all of sports, so I can get where where he's coming from. Um, I, I certainly can say that there probably could be some validity to the insinuating of of there being uh, the idea of it being you know race involved. But I will say this to the other side of it. Why not Mike Tomlin? You got a guy who can coach at the level that Mike has at the level of experience and expertise at the the, the pro level. If he found himself interested, you know who would be a great recruiter of young men? Mike Mike Tomlin. You know who would be a great coach at the college level in terms of relatability and understanding? Mike Tomlin. Who could put together a a dope coaching staff where you can develop the players that you bring in? Mike Tomlin. So to me – taking it away from the idea of it being disrespectful I would lean more towards along the lines of it being flattering in the sense that Mike Tomlin does check off all of the boxes everything that you stated him not losing as a pro coach all of those things makes for an impeccable resume where you could get any type of job you want to get and make that job what you want to make it within that industry. He's done that by being able to win where he is. So, I, and I and I see that point. I just think
4: that if you go back and look through the annals of, of of like coaches that have left after being Super Bowl winning coaches and gone to college, Bill Walsh is the only that comes to mind who decided to go back to Stanford, I believe, after a four year hiatus. Hmm. So, it, it, so kind of to the point that it's not an active coach or an active sitting coach who's never experienced a losing season, who's won a Super Bowl, who's been one of the more consistent at his job and position. Like, it comes off as a bit disrespectful. Yeah. And and this has nothing to necessarily do with USC. It has more to do with the fact that, like, wait, why would Mike Tomlin want to leave this job? I mean, they currently sit three and three. They're at the yep. bottom of the AFC North now. Keep that in mind because they've played four conference games and they're two and two in conference play. You know the Baltimore Ravens right now, or excuse me, uh, divisional play. Yeah. They've only played one game in divisional play. Right. he's right. the only team Cincy. that's played two and they're two and zero. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of divisional games left to be played. That's right. There's, I mean, it, it, the entire season is still in front of them, and so that's why when we talked odds the other week. And and I think they were what plus 1800 I told you and that was a week or so ago.
3: You said place that bet.
4: Yeah, because why wouldn't you? You're telling I, I me disagree. you don't want to place a, a, a you know a $10 bet to win 180? A $100 bet to win 1800? I mean yeah. th- that's the kind of long shots you want to place given their track record, their history, what they are capable of. So I just think in some ways it was it was a bit disrespectful, and I get that. You know, as far as the racial stuff, I ain't gonna go there, and I don't yeah. think that was well, the
3: intent. Yeah, I right? don't, I don't. But you know, some people are out, out there; they're going to think it. Everybody ch- likes to create those narratives these days. Was he insinuating that? I don't know. It, did I give you a tad bit a perspective of how you could look at it if it were. That being insinuated, sure. Is it something to be outraged about? Everybody's making it racial. No, I don't think that it's that deep. Uh, I think that this is more of the arrogance and confidence of what USC has historically represented, which is they go get who they want to get. They have well, the endowment, they have the money, they have the swag. They have been the team. I mean, do here. they, though? They, mean, they, have they
4: had it. Clay Helton. They Histori- had up the
3: Pir- historically but they they had the choice as to if they wanted to hire him in my opinion yeah. I think they could go get pretty much any know. coach that they want until now you know until now know. well I'm, you know
4: I I, I, th- I think they've they're fallen to a position where you got competition in football now in LA yes you do it's just an entire LeBron's there with the Lakers yeah, like if he, I yeah. if I live in an LA and I obviously visit there frequently I'm not going to a USC football game and even if they're good by the way which UCLA is a better team right now that's the college football team I'm going to watch.
3: I've never I, been to either one and I live right down the road from UCLA. <laughs> case I worked in point. I, where I worked hey, at and coached case at in point. I could walk to to the UCLA games. I haven't been to one. Now I will say this. I have I've been to one USC practice, but I've been to a ton of UCLA practices. So mm-hmm. I will say there's that, you know. Okay. Yeah. Right.
4: The, the, the final thing and, and we got we got yeah, to we gotta wrap up. Yeah, we got to wrap up. Yeah. But but do you feel like the way he squashed it, more head coaches should handle it in this way? Because in my mind, he left no doubt that yeah. that's not even on the table.
3: Yeah. You know, I think that Mike Tomlin should write a book on how to do interviews because he's yeah, probably top two in in the league on how to handle um, doing an interview. Adversity non-adversity, winning, success, you name it, Mike Tomlin has been one of the best, most masterful uh, interviewers um, that that this game has known, so wow. I thought he handled it well, and I thought it was appropriate for how he felt about the situation and the scenario, and I think it was in a in a moment where he felt disrespected, I thought it was as respectful as he could possibly make it to the people that were asking him.
4: Yeah, and, and I think, you know, the the biggest thing about Mike Tom that I love, and by the way, he could have a career in TV if he wanted, but those cool aviators, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's we had got the that.
3: same barber, by the way. Did you really? Yeah, we do. Currently. like well, currently. The first guy that ever cut my hair, one of my, my heroes growing up, one of my, my guys, shots out to Dave, Dave's barber shop on the north Sup, side Dave? of Pittsburgh. Yeah, man. Um yeah, he, we had the same barber, so it's kind. Of, it's funny. I almost ended up being a free agent acquisition through my barber. Like he was hitting me up. Like <laughs> I was cutting coaches' hair, and I was telling him, "You're available." He's like, "You." I was like, "No, oh, no, 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 you no." Know as what? much as I'd have loved it, but no. You just – you never know what you'll discover. And speaking of diso- Discover, oh, Discover
4: matches uh-oh. all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. It's amazing because Discover accepted at 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Uh, Lavar, we've got a, a team right now, a Super Bowl contending team that is in big trouble. I mean – Big trouble Big right trouble. now. I'm not sure how long it's going to last. In little China. But, but they're having
1: some problems. They're having some issues. Yeah. We'll get to that on the other side of this break. can wait. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: people at o'reilly auto parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do it yourself and you can find what you need in store or online stop by o'reilly auto parts today or visit them at o'reilly auto.com slash two pros that's oreillyautocom slash two pros hey it's jonas knox did you ever play the over under game with your friends you know packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code 2PROS. New customers play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code 2PROS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours.
1: See terms at pick slash promos. Two
4: pros and a cup of Joe. It's Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington. And joining us now is the one and only, our buddy, our pal, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist. I have no idea what that means, Albert. Maybe you can explain it to me. How are you doing this morning?
5: It's made less sense to me the longer I've had that title. Huh. So
2: that's.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, help us help us and lead us in some content. Uh, we've got a Thursday night football game tomorrow. Uh, is is basically the Green Bay Packers just going to line up in like a heavy package with with extra offensive linemen and tight ends just ram the football down the Cardinals' throat? Who, who's healthy? Who's not? What's happening there?
5: Yeah, I mean, it sure looks like uh, Mike Devontae Adams isn't going to play. It sure looks like. Alan Lazard's not going to play. And, I mean, I think that this is sort of, I guess, a, a warning shot to the, to the rest of the NFL um, where, you know, while we're a lot safer than maybe we were a year ago, we're not completely out of this. And you can have guys who are asymptomatic popping positive. And, um, you know, I think what happened with the Cardinals and now it's happened with the Packers, um, and it's interesting that they're playing each other this week, um, has motivated teams to be a little bit more careful. In fact, there are two teams that aren't even – I'm at an owner's meeting in New York right now. They're two teams that did not make the trip because their buildings are sort of locked down and in COVID protocols. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be sort of, I guess, have the feel of a 2020 game, you know, where the Packers are going to have to make do and, and maybe means a little bit more on Randall Cobb. Maybe it means a little bit more on Amari Rogers, their rookie, uh, out of Clemson. Um, it's a tough situation to be in. Um, I, I can say if there's one quarterback who can figure it out, is their quarterback. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're going to have to figure out a way to maybe shorten the game and, and limit the amount of possessions that um, the Cardinals' offense has. Because um, I, I don't know based on what they have on hand, even though they still have Aaron Rodgers, that they want to get into a shootout under the circumstances.
3: You know, this is a statement game for both. This sets up as a statement game for both. 1-6 and 1-1 one, one undefeated. Best records in so long for best start for the Arizona Cardinals and and Brady said this on the show and and shows prior to this and I tend to agree. You're you're looking at a team play at a super super high level, but I don't know that I can fully commit to believing it and 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 so you wait for that game where it's like yep there's the Arizona Cardinals that that had you know some vulnerability or whatever it may be it just doesn't look like this is that type of team this year but nonetheless this is that type of game where you can prove it how much do you believe is on the line in terms of a statement. And obviously, on the other side of it, it goes without saying, we haven't talked much about uh, Aaron Rodgers and this being his swan song uh, season, so to speak, that that so many believe that it is. But this is one of those games where it's like, okay, we're going to know what type of team, what direction these guys are going in by what
5: happens in this game. Yeah, I don't think – like I think that's what kind of sucks about the injuries is that if the – Cardinals come in and blow blow doors here. Like I, I don't know that like a lot of people aren't going to say, well, that's because Devonte Adams didn't play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so that's what sort of sucks about the COVID situation. But I think you're right. I mean, I I think where Arizona's at right now, um, they have the markings of some teams in the recent past that have made it um, to the Super Bowl, and that <clears throat> they have a, a quarter, a young quarterback who's playing at a franchise quarterback type level, but is still on his rookie contract. And that's where, you know, the Chiefs were with Mahomes. That's where um, the Rams were with Jared Goff. That's where the Eagles were for most of their Super Bowl year with Carson Wentz before Wentz got hurt. Um, and, you know, because they have a quarterback who's playing at an elite level on a, on a rookie contract, they've been able to surround him with so many of these guys. And, you know, this offseason, go in and bring in a J.J. Watt and an A.J. Green and a Rodney Hudson. Um, what's interesting to me about them, and I, I think this is something that we're not going to get answers to um, tomorrow night, and you know we probably won't get answers to in December or January until December or January. How does the age in their whole team on their, on their team hang like hold up? Like if you look at some of their best players, some of their most important players, a lot of those guys are in their thirties. So, like, what does Chandler Jones look like when we get to December? What does J.J. Watt look like? What does H- Roddy Hudson look like? What is DeAndre Hopkins who's not as old, but has miles on his leg. What does he look like? I just think because of the age of the team, which has served them really well, I think it's to this point kind of turned them into more of a a team capable of performing in the critical moments better than they did last year. But what does that age look like when we get a little deeper into the season? So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think we probably find out how they handle the stage on Thursday night, and that's an important piece of it for any team. This is going to be the biggest stage that they've taken so far. You know and then I, I think as for the Packers, I think I just sort of view them as you know what they were last year again, you know, like the way they've responded to that season opening lo- opening loss to the um you know to the to, to the Saints, a really bad loss to the Saints like I, they, they've looked like themselves again, and they've acted aggressively since and going and getting you know not only Randall Cobb before the season but also going and, and bringing in like a Jalen Smith in midseason going in and bringing in a Whitney merciless, you know. So I, I sort of feel with like the Packers. Feel like with the Packers, it's like, all right, like they're going to be fourteen and three or thirteen and four, and then we'll see what they can do in January, and maybe that has that goes a long way towards dictating whether or not Aaron Rodgers is back in twenty two.
4: Albert, you're at the owners' meetings there in New York. Uh, just curious to to get your thoughts if this Washington football team the investigation that the Wilkerson report if it's going to go away, because it seems like there's a lot of interested people and parties who do not want to let this thing die. They want those emails to become public, even though Roger Goodell seems adamant that they're not going to be sharing those with the general public.
5: Yeah. And Brady, I think we should focus. I think we should focus less on the emails. Um, I think we should focus more on there being some sort of written report. Um, you know, like the 650,000 emails, there's a lot of stuff in there, I'm sure, that's irrelevant to this case.
4: I, I want all of them, though. I don't care if someone just says, hey, how you doing? What's the weather like in Sheboygan? I don't care. I want all of the emails, Albert. It sounds like you're pitching the company line for the NFL right now. I'm just saying.
5: No, I know. But, I mean, like, like well, remember we went through Brady's emails because those went through Discovery, right? Mm. And we were getting, like, I, I don't know, we were getting, like, random emails about, like, what he was doing on the weekend? Tom
3: Brady, by the way, everyone right, out there. Right. To, not, 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 not Brady. Not Brady.
5: That, right. that was God not. Forbid, that was not, not your <laughs> That was not a I bit. Not, yeah. hey, if you want to make your emails public? I'm good with that, Brady. No, uh, no. <laughs> you can
4: shoot me to outer space. I'm never coming back.
5: if That happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, honestly, like I, I, I feel like I feel like there should at least be a written report, and I think we went over this last week, and that. Um, you know, I, I think if the players are being held to the standard, and players that have gotten in trouble have been held to the standard, then owners have to be too. And I, you know, I asked, you know, Roger about that yesterday, and you know, he sort of sidestepped it and said, "Well, they promised anonymity to some of the parties involved, so they can't produce a written report." Well, I mean, I don't really buy that because they talked to, I think it was 150 people or something like that, like 150 women. So, like, you tell me you couldn't have come up with something. Based on the women who were willing to have their names in there, and when he said this, like this was a couple hours after two of the women showed up in the in the lobby in New York um, and basically pleaded for transparency for the, for, for, from the league. They took the train up from D.C. yesterday morning to make that point in person to everybody who was there. So. You know, I I think it's just I, – I think it's, it's exactly what we talked about last week, which is there's a difference between the people who write the checks and the people who cash the checks. The people who cash the checks are, you know, are subject to transparency and can't be sullying the sanctity of the shield or whatever. You know, they can't be – but, like, the people who are writing the checks can get away with whatever they want. And so, I mean, for sure there's a double standard. And I know that double standard probably exists in a lot of other places in America – Um, But I just – I thought like some of the answers that we got on why some of this stuff hasn't become public or why Daniel Snyder hasn't been held publicly accountable, um, I don't think they were real satisfactory. And I think because of that, this is going to linger for the league. I mean, I think they're doing what they always do right now, which is basically counting down the days to Sunday like a kid counts down to Christmas. Um, because once we get to Sunday, everybody will be talking about football again.
3: Again, I, I hate to do it to you, but I'm gonna stay on topic. Uh, and you, you mentioned lingering. You got to believe, and and all the things that you said. It's it's very, you know, it's relevant. It's applicable because you're right. That is how things have have past tense, in my opinion, have been handled until we got to this point in our society and our. Our culture, where cancel culture has become as prevalent as any other culture out there, any other movements out there. Some may call it social justice. Some may may label it something different. You know, it may be you know titled and covered with with Black Lives Matter. It might be Me Too. Whatever it is, you fall in on this social justice cancel culture is connected to those social justices. Now with that being said, can the NFL afford to not release and be transparent on what's taking place when it has to do with something more it this is there's more weight to a woman being mistreated yeah. in this type of environment than it would be a player or a coach. So in terms of John Gruden, I get that. But in terms of these young ladies who showed up and were pleading, in terms of what that looks like optically, there is a real issue here. And if it's if it's handled the wrong way, you'd have to assume that cancel culture could come for the NFL's tail and it might not be pretty.
5: Yeah, I, I I don't I mean, I think like the 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 issue the NFL's is gonna have here is the persistence of the women involved. And like if they I like I just think this is gonna come down to how much noise they can make on this. And you know, I think it's good that they showed up at the league meeting yesterday to put pressure on the league to hold Dan Snyder accountable. Um You know, I just – I don't think that – I mean, I've just seen so many times where these things have happened, and the league has sort of employed this strategy with the owners, and with the players it's different. You know, and I think this is a problem like a lot of players have, and you guys can speak this better than me, but I think it's a problem a lot of players have with the way the league operates is that there are a lot of double standards. And, um, you know, I I think with something like this, like the – Generally, the and, and you can go back to the Robert Kraft thing in Florida. Um, you know, Jerry Richardson was a little different because he stepped aside on his own. Um, you know, with Jerry Jones, with you know, I think with Bob McNair. I mean, you look at so many of these situations and their strategy with these owners and handling with like, the PR for these owners has been, let's just run the clock out, and let's just kind of give everybody these like word salads, like in answering the questions. And just kind of keep sidestepping and sidestepping and sidestepping until it goes away. And I can certainly see that plan in motion here and how, like, the commissioner hasn't been available, I mean, pretty much for the entire season up until yesterday. And they brought him out there last night at, like, 730, hoping a lot of the media would have been gone. Um, And, you know, like, I, I just think that that's the strategy again is let's just kind of keep the clock running And hopefully we get to January and February in the playoffs, and everybody has forgotten about this, and Dan Snyder can go on with his life. And so I, I, it's 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 weird to say it this way, but I think a lot of it, like sort of, is going to come down to how persistent the women are, and how persistent we all are in talking about it, and like not letting it go. Because I think that that's sort of been the NFL strategy with these owners is eventually the public, the accusers, eventually they're going to get to a point where they're tired and they're just going to let it go. And that's when we can kind of move on as well.
3: I think that makes it worse.
5: Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: I
4: mean, again, and, and we'll get to that at, at another point. This was not going to end today. It's not going to end anytime soon. Albert, yep. uh, last one before we let you go. You're there at the owners' meeting in New York. I know one of the things that was tabled that I found interesting was pushing back the hiring cycle for new head coaches in the NFL to, yep. I believe, I read somewhere like January or February. Might as well do that only because it would slow down the process of all this, would it not? Why was it tabled?
5: Yeah, I was tabled because I think it was – so like, there are two trains of thought on that, Brady. Um, you know, One is that – it's un, like, and the reason why the, the rule went in or the rule was proposed is because you know, like, they felt – and the, the Bills were the ones that proposed it, and they really felt like their, their assistants, Brian Dayball and Leslie, Leslie Frazier, were hurt. Last year by being in the playoffs, and so thought is sort of like that. All right, well, you know, if we slow things down a little bit, you know, some of the guys who are coaching for the best teams won't be handicapped by a process that's beginning while they're still working, and you know, maybe we can make for like a more orderly process, where it's a little bit less like grab and go, you know. And so the you know, the proposal was basically that you couldn't talk to anybody until, um, if you were a team without a coach, you couldn't talk to anybody until. The the Monday after the championship games, and then he couldn't hire anybody till the Monday after the Super Bowl. So the 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 flip side of that though is that if you're one of these teams who's looking for a coach and you have to wait that long, now you're like five or six weeks behind everybody on your off season, you know. And so like I think that that was sort of the push and pull there. Now I think you make the argument: well, if you're firing your coach, why should anybody be doing you any favors, Um, you know? But I mean, like the fact is, twenty teams every year. Well, I guess now it's 18 teams every year don't make the playoffs. So, I mean, you know, for a lot of those teams, it's, you know, like, all right, like how do we kind of hit the reset button? How do we get people excited about the next year? It can be a business problem for them, you know? And so I think that discussion is going to sort of keep going. Um, But I I, I don't think it's something that we're going to see, you know, implemented for 2022. I I think at the earliest um, we would see that change happen in 2023.
3: All right. On a lighter note before Brady takes us up out of here. Your team is playing yeah. my team. I, I don't That's want to bring right. it up, but yeah. now you said that. I, I was going to yeah, say, so. lighten it up. To James you
5: Franklin, know,
3: they're playing at the big house, I didn't know it was a neutral site game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we are playing at the big house. I mean, they they playing <laughs> Illinois, or Ohio State? I've heard of them. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I still call it the horseshoe, but it, it's not the horseshoe anymore. You filled it in, so uh, there, there's that. But you know, what, what do you think? What, what, what? What's our wager here?
5: Well, you, want, you, want, you, want, you want to put something on the line? Yeah. Or yeah. We can, we, can we can do something. something. Yeah, let's grease this thing up.
4: Come on.
3: What do I we mean, got? The, what, what, what do, do we, do we do got? Though? The odds are in All your right, favor. Taking you pictures what, to each other. What, what do I'll
5: we fix- got? <laughs> you guys tell well, me. Brady's the, Brady's, Brady's the neutral party here. <laughs> Brady's the neutral party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, sure. Why we let Brady set the stake? I just threw it out there.
3: Do we want to do T-shirts? Like, But you got to send it. All right. Okay, if, you win, if you three win, if you win, you want me to take I'll take a picture for social media in an Ohio State Buckeyes shirt.
5: Okay, I'll do that. I'll do a Penn State shirt. Yes. That 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 Brady is a, is the neutral party is that all right? We yeah, it yeah,
4: it's kind of lame, you guys. But Is all, that lame? All, I can't yeah, think of something better. Outside.
5: I mean, do you want me to like? Do you want me to like drink a bottle of hot sauce or something like that? I Is that, mean, that better? Oh like God, the oh brother! Like I mean, the, Levar,
4: hold on, hold on, Levar. The, it's like an 18 and a half point spread. It's not looking like it's 10 not States
3: good go for us, this. right? No, I know, no. I know. So I'm going to take do
4: the do L. I
5: need to, do I need to throw him some points? Is that what you're saying, Brady?
3: No, I'll do straight up bet. No, I'll do a straight up bet. Wow, okay, I love this. You know what? That's my guy. That's Levar. Yeah, that's pride right there. Yeah, I'll do the straight up. Yeah, Albert. You know, O-Brothers, you know, we we hump poles, but I want to keep it somewhat professional. <laughs> you know, ten, 10 pole humps, you know, on a light light pole or anywhere. Hold on, what are we, an Eagles fan? What's yeah, happening? I mean, well, they climb them. 10 they had, yeah. humps, okay. You got to right, hold on. You, pole humps So, the so what's the
4: bet? A T-shirt, you guys send it to each other, and then you take a picture see, post see, on now social now you took media? us back to the safe place. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm good well, with that. yeah. I'm good with got that. that. We got to go
5: to the break. There so. you go. All right, well, I'll tell you what, Brady, Brady, if you can come up with something better – like we'll do the t-shirt the t-shirt will be the baseline okay uh, okay and then brady if you can come up with something better maybe we can agree to something before uh, you don't want you can that group yeah. this yeah. is gonna this is gonna get bad all right
3: <laughs>
4: hey thanks albert. ab appreciate albert as always man senior nfl reporter lead content strategist not sure we got to the bottom of that but thank you so we much did for it. joining us we did it best of luck in your uh the big robber the big matchup yes but we got to get to break Levar. Yeah. hey when we come back though okay. imagine this Imagine having a successful year at your job, all right, and getting fired for telling the truth. Imagine that. We're going to tell you what's more behind that story on the other side of the break. Ooh!
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
3: Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker.
4: Do you want to look like a million bucks but only spend a handful of bucks? Upgrade to Dollar Shave Club six-blade razor. That's right, six-blade razor for a noticeably smooth shave thanks to their six precision-cut stainless steel blades. Find your perfect shave with Dollar Shave Club stores. Yeah, that's Dollar Shave Club in-store. So go to the store and find them. Welcome to the club. Lavar, you know, teased earlier a college football head coach was having a successful season, but all because of the sound you're about to hear, a lot of people think it's why he lost his job. Take a listen.
5: What's your
3: favorite thing about living in Lubbock? Well, um, favorite thing about living in Lubbock. Uh, now everybody's looking at me. <laughs> Well, the first thing that comes to mind is just probably just because of, you know, I, I feel like I go right to the office and then I come home and I really don't see much of Lubbock unless it's the off season or the summer. And that usually revolves around my family. And so, you know, I've got one that's here that's in college and get to see her a lot. And Wyatt's playing ball in three sports and I can get out and see him. And I think the teams that he's on and the, the men that coach him and all those sports, Um, It's awesome. I mean, it's been a great experience for him. And then Ella's a competitive gymnast and has a great gym to train in and great coaches and the people that support her. And I I think for Jen and I, probably just that all three of them are, they've got their activities and they're involved with their friends and the people that invest in their lives we're very thankful for. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was former
4: head coach of Texas Tech, Matt Wells, who apparently from that response, it angered a lot of those Red Raiders fans, their alumni base, that he didn't have a better response or answer. Coach Arrington, I'm going to you, man. Yeah. Was this a fireable offense at this point? Did it have more to do with them losing to K-State this last week?
3: How do you look at this? I mean, when you lose, everything is ramped up, right? And and yeah. that's the thing about it. And then it makes you question, well, I, we know that you're committed. You come to work. You go back home. So it's like, all right, your kids. But you got to understand the first thing that you have to do is appease the mob. The first thing he should have said, whether he believed it or not, was the fans. Right. I, I freaking love my our fans. Our fans are the best fans in the world. I've heard people with the worst fan bases even say it. You know, our fans are the greatest hey, fans in the world. It, no, they're it sounded not, like not a bad those.
4: recruiting pitch. Yeah. Like, that, that's where some people said, too, is like, if you can't tell people why you love living in
3: Lubbock, how are you going to tell a family that you are trying to recruit their son? That's right. You got it right. Because at the end of the day, all those kids are kids. They don't have kids. So they're not worried about the schools and the activities and stuff like that. How do you sit there and you say something that's the only thing you could come up with based upon your experiences there? It, it was a miss. He could have said food. He could have said a whole, the, the hospitality, my neighbors, the love of the community. could There were a whole lot of things. I will say sometimes in interviews you're, you're – you're dissected so much, you're poked and prodded so much that when you feel on the spot, you can freeze up, but yeah. I, I mean that that was a miss and and probably just at the wrong time.
4: Yeah, I'm with you on that, although I don't know that it was fireable. They're, they're still I wouldn't say fireable. I, I don't think it's in the best interest of the current players either, but Nevertheless, uh, Texas Tech moving on. They're going through the head coaching search. You know what we got coming up, though, LeVar? What? Do you want to find out what the hell happened in Game 1 of the World Series? What's going to happen in Game 2? John
3: Paul Brady
1: coming up (laughs) next.
3: (laughs) I'm going to go play with myself
1: today. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.